sometimes you go to a firm and you don't have that opportunity to, to really get down and, and really share your vision as a business owner, how you're, you're trying to grow. For me, that's like the biggest gift I can give. It's even more important to me than just, you know, what I earn in my, in my role as a small business owner. Welcome to Forward with NACI, Inspiring Entrepreneurial Action, a podcast that shares the stories of everyday entrepreneurs, entrepreneurial leaders, and the communities that support us. We hope that this diverse collection of stories brings you inspiration, inspires you to take action, and ignites entrepreneurship in your community as we make our way forward together. Welcome to this episode of Forward with NACI. I'm Rebecca Corbin, and I'm really happy to be with you today. We're working um, out of our studio with our Airfluence partner, and we have a special guest. We uh, recently celebrated our 100th episode, and the top-rated episode of the first two years was an interview with Dave Zazada, uh, who is the Vice President of Education for Intuit. And I'm delighted today to have another leader at Intuit that we're going to dive into her personal story and find out about some of the really impactful things that she's doing in her role and then also uh, in some of the time that she gives back to the community. So I'm really excited to welcome uh, Pam Bingham to the program. And Pam, why don't you get us started a little bit? Uh, Just tell us a little bit about your background and some of the things that brought you to doing the work that you're doing today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm a senior program manager uh, in DEI uh, in tech here at Intuit. And what that means is that our role, the team that I work on, uh, is, is in service to technologists. In particular, we're part of a team called Tech Women at Intuit that focuses on helping bridge that gap for women in technology. And then we've also expanded that role that we have, that true north goal that we have um, to include URGs, underrepresented groups in technology. So with that in mind, I drive or co-drive our apprenticeship program, which is a alternative pathway to tech where we reach out to those that are in underrepresented groups that don't have computer science degrees, but have had this burning desire and and propensity towards tech. And so we um, work with them and help them get them in a program. And, and hopefully at the end of the program with success, they become full-time employees. And I also drive uh, Girls with Code summer immersion program. So that's what I do at Intuit. On my other part of my life, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm an accountant by nature. I have a, a master's in accounting, and I also have a bookkeeping and tax practice that I've had for about 10 years. So I'm an entrepreneur. I have my own, I don't know, some people in your side gig. I don't know. It used to be my full gig. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I, I, I do that. I, I love what you, when we talked the other day, um, I just sort of took away from that of some of the the advice that that I would give to people when I worked at the college one of my areas that I had a chance to oversee for a while was career services and when a lot of people you know get into the work world they or or even beforehand when they're students they don't know a lot about personal finance and they really don't know what they want to do with their lives and 
what I've learned um, from you and some of your other colleagues at Intuit is that really grasping, you know, basic personal finance skills can be very empowering. And I think you, you've done a good job in, in really kind of blending what you're passionate about and what your academic pursuit is um, into what your job is. And so I'd like to, Pam, talk a little bit about just for people that may not be aware on um, diversity, equity, and inclusion, and some people add a belonging as the sort of the the ending part of that. Why is that so important? Why is it important to intuit? Why is that important to you to advance um, work in that area? I mean, it's certainly a strategic goal of our organization. And, you know, we kind of want to have diversity as a thought process in everything we do. So we know that our customers look for us to mirror them in in some ways. So we've done a lot of work across the board, focusing on diversity, inclusion, and and, and definitely the belonging piece of it. It is an actual major strategy within our organization. Um, If you go to our our website, um, intuit.com, you'll see our DEI report, our annual report, because that information is definitely included in our annual report. Our investors expect us to report on how we show up from a diversity, equity, and inclusion uh, perspective. So it's not just buzzwords for us. We really try to ensure that we are being equitable, making sure we are embodying the belonging piece of diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging in everything we do as far as pay equity, making sure that even in in terms of how we um, hire we want to make sure that those that are, are coming to us and pursuing a, a career are feeling that they are belonging, that the, the process is, is um, from an equitable position. Therefore, we make sure that we have the, the appropriate people on the panel, that we have enough, that we're not just showing one side of our, our coin, that we have uh, someone from maybe a person of color or someone like that on our panel. So we really make sure that we Everything we do at Intuit considers diversity, equity, inclusion. Yeah, I think, and that to me makes your culture what it is. And we talk a lot about that here at NACI, the National Association for Community College Entrepreneurship. And um, like you, we're constantly revisiting that and trying to figure out ways to measure it. And one of the things that we did as an organization recently is we updated our our mission, our philosophy, and our vision. And when I was thinking about talking to you today, what I was excited about is really what we were trying to do is to be more clear. Our prior mission was so long. I worked for the organization in my ninth year. I could not remember it verbatim, which is a problem, right? And so when we thought differently about how do we describe ourselves, what kind of an experience do we want people to have? We redefined our mission, which is members engaging in entrepreneurial mindset and innovative action. So when I think about and when I look at the website and the work that you do into it, I can see right off the bat how we align as partners because it reflects the, the corporate culture of what you do. And I think, you know, being sort of authentic leaders and trying to always be lifelong learners you know, sometimes we fall short of what our aspirations are. We make mistakes. We, you know, don't do all of the things. But I know you all have a a commitment to always trying to get tools into the hands of people that are really wanting to make a difference. And and so you have a number of different 
um, products that we've used and, and kind of played around with, and they they power what we do, um, whether it's QuickBooks or Design for Delight. But maybe tell us from your perspective, you know, you do a lot of work with your um, African ancestry network, a lot of different things. What kind of tools do you use a, as a leader working at Intuit um, to try to help you advance um, in the areas of DEI and B and other things? Well, uh, thank you for bringing up the African Ancestry Network because uh, at we at Intuit we have fourteen ERGs employee resource groups. Um, I am a member of more than one, um, but uh, uh, for the African Ancestry Network, I, I serve as a co-chair for our Los Angeles site. We try to create and present and provide programming that is relevant to our members. But what's wonderful about our ERGs and, and, and the strategy that we have within the organization within uh, with our ERGs is that we work in concert with the organization. And, and so our goals are really aligned all around. I mentioned 14 uh, ERGs. I'm also a member of ISN, which is the Intuit Silver Network. I'm mm. actually on, the, I'm on this, the steering committee for that network. And I'm not sure I need to explain to you what silver means. And and we have a pride network, which uh, in next month in March, we're having um, uh, our trans summit, our annual trans summit. I mean, there's so many different organizations or ERGs that really support the DEI philosophy within uh, Intuit. For instance, as we mentioned, this is Black History Month, and um, we've had a lot of great programming throughout the month. We've had fireside chats with leaders, um, experts in the fields. I just, it, within the Los Angeles site, my co-chair and I, we just had a, a, a site social takeover for Black History Month, where we partnered with uh, Black-owned businesses for restaurants to bring in food and to entertain us and so and and share some of their products. So it was really that's it's one of the ways that we show up and we try to you know show up actually with with some of our, our customers and support their products because we know many of our customers are, are people of color. So you know we'll we'll uh, focus on that with them and we'll, we'll we'll support them. We had a I think in our Mountain View office we had a black business marketplace a couple of weeks ago. So this is one of the ways that we show up in, in, as diversity, equity, and inclusion, especially with our ERGs leading the pack. Yeah. And I think, you know, and I, I think just for everybody, it's employee resource groups, right? So is that what that stands for? Yes. And, you know, it, it does seem to me that, you know, you're striving for that belonging. And so people that can really, and, and many people fit into multiple dimensions of diversity. I think Absolutely. I have heard um, at one point, there were like 36 different dimensions of diversity. So it might be one's ethnic race, it's their gender, um, it could be their religious beliefs. I mean, and when you start to think about it, you think, my goodness, what a beautiful mosaic of humanity that we have all of these different things. But I think really speaking um, sort of to the the whole person is one of the things that I know we we all strive uh, to do. And so could you give us an example, Pam, like when you are, are doing your events in um, Los Angeles, like you mentioned a fireside chat, like how do people um, add into it and your customers plug into that? Is it mostly like a, a virtual thing? You mentioned like an in-person thing, like just bring us into like what the experience is like for people that participate in that? Oh, well, for the local 
sites. That's usually an in-person thing, and that's really an internal event. Um, we have had a couple of events that have uh, featured some external folks. Like uh, I think at the beginning of Black History Month on the first, we had a small business fireside chat with Issa Rae, who is a mm. uh, actress, producer, et cetera, et cetera, and Nate Burleson, who's a former in, uh, former NFL uh, star, and he's also uh, I think on he's a, a, a commentator on ABC, and they were wonderful. That was that was actually open to the the general public as well. So that was that was a, a, an event that yes, the African Ancestry Network uh, uh, hosted, but it was we hosted it in 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 conjunction with our our small business group. Uh, QuickBooks and um, and both of them are both QuickBooks owner uh, uh, users, and it was a wonderful event sharing what it's like to be a small business owner, uh, what it's like to pivot when you maybe you had a direction and then you needed to pivot because that's what happens when you're a small business owner. <laughs> so yeah, there are opportunities for us to have programming and events internally and, ex- and and also externally letting, uh, bringing in our um, outside audience to also enjoy and share with the information that we are uh, providing. Which is really important, that human connection. I had a meeting earlier today uh, with a woman by the name of Alicia Parr. So she uh, created her own human resources firm uh, called Performentor. And I happened to meet her just randomly at an event. And I was so grateful that I did because my organization is not really big enough to have a full-time HR rep, but sometimes you want to have access to the best that you can have without hiring a full-time person to do it. And she reminds me a little bit of you because she um, really had a passion for human resources and kind of problem solving. And it just was something that she'd wake up and she would think about. Um, But we were talking about the challenges of, of, of being an entrepreneur and sometimes how it's very difficult if you are entrepreneurial, like it's the genie out of the bottle, right? <laughs> then you you can't fit back in to a, a culture and an environment that doesn't really embrace a lot of the values that I think Intuit embraces. So I'm just thankful for you and for all of your colleagues. I'm truly grateful for the partnership that we have. And We've been thinking a lot about the future here at NACI. We we recently made our vision for the future very crisp and clear, and I think you'll like it. It is called Equity and Prosperity for All. It's old. We'll probably never in my lifetime reach it, but we figure, you know, if we shoot for the moon, we'll, we'll get closer to that. And so I'd like to end our conversation, Pam, maybe you could talk with, with us about maybe some of, you know, your vision or aspirations, whether it's um, what the work that you're doing uh, through your employee resource groups or uh, at Tuit, or maybe your business of like, what, what is success? What does the future look like for you? Success or the future look like, wow, that's, that's, that's a pretty big statement. I'll, you know, I'll talk a little bit about uh, as a small business owner. My goal and the reason why I ever decided to start my business, other than you know, I had someone in my background, you know, saying "just do it, just do it." Um, I, it was because I wanted to help. I did this great work. I worked with CPA firms, and I was doing uh, work, you know, 
as a staff accountant, as uh, as a firm administrator. So I, I'd had the experience of doing the work and managing those that did do the work. And but I knew that I could serve a population that would be comfortable coming to a person like me as opposed to going to a huge firm. Because sometimes you go to a firm and you don't have that uh, that opportunity to to really get down and and really share your vision as a business owner how you're you're trying to grow. I think that's really great. And that what I love about what I do is that I get to also share with other small business owners of you know, hey, maybe you should think about this. This would be helpful for you in the future. You, you're thinking through your finances and how to grow. And they come to me for advice. For me, that's like the biggest gift I can give. It's even more important to me than just, you know, what I earn in my in my role as a small business owner. As an employee of Intuit, we do so much great work, not just what what I do for my team, but you know, you had one of the one of the one a, a really wonderful person in our organization, David Sasada, who runs our corporate responsibility unit. And we do so much work. I mean, I've done some volunteer work with great organizations that help youngsters that are trying to learn tech, help youngsters who want who want to learn and get information about being financially uh, responsible. Yeah. So we do this work and we we go and we learn and we share our knowledge and other people here in, in, in Intuit, we share our knowledge. Those of us who have accounting background, we share ways to learn about using our software, learn about being responsible and making responsible decisions as far as financial uh, literacy is concerned. So those, those are the areas that I love, that I'm a part of, that I get to be a part of. So yeah. Don't know if I answered your question, but I sure shared. No, you did. You did. And I think as I was listening to you talk, I was thinking about a fireside chat that I had recently with um, Dr. Jim Murdaugh, who's one of my board members. He's the president of Tallahassee Community College and just inspires me by his leadership. And he spoke to me about the psychological paycheck. And it just stuck with me. And I hope that I think it resonates with you. And I hope it resonates with our audience because, you know, there's the work that we all do to, you know, put food on the table and make sure that, you know, we can pay our bills. But then there's that, that payoff that we get when we feel like we're really making a difference in the life of another and lives of communities. And I know the work that you do with your colleagues um, has opened up so many doors for so many people. So I want to thank you so much, Pam, for your inspiration. I know I've learned a lot. You you give me a different view of, of the accounting uh, profession. You know, most people think of accountants as, you know, they're quiet, you know, sort of doing all the debits and credits. And I see um, it can be so much more. And I think that's what you've opened up our eyes today is even the tech that lots and lots of people can fit into tech, even though they might not think that they do. So I wish you a wonderful day. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your story with us. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you for joining us today. We hope that you will continue to explore the many ways to define entrepreneurship with NACI as we celebrate opportunity, failing forward, and success, learning from one another along the way. Subscribe to this podcast on your favorite platform and follow at NACI on social media and learn more about us at NACI.com forward slash podcast. Stay tuned for a new episode each week. 
We look forward to making our way forward together with you. Have you heard the exciting news? NACI recently released a new publication titled The NACI Playbook, Volume 1, all about how entrepreneurial mindset sets the new standard for success in communities and colleges. The NACI Playbook digs into entrepreneurial mindset and how practicing leadership with this framework creates an agile culture with space to innovate, co-create, fail forward, and accelerate growth. Entrepreneurship and entrepreneurial leadership require us to lean in, anticipate and recognize trends, manage change, be resilient, take risks, reflect, and rest in the knowledge that anything is possible. Learn from our innovative, insightful, generous network who navigates both challenges and opportunities entrepreneurially as we share what we've learned and how you might apply their experience to your work. We hope you'll be as inspired as we were. Learn more at www dot nacyplaybook dot com